Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Sam is a 45-year-old male who sends you a message through your patient portal to let you know he's been working hard on making changes to a healthier lifestyle through modifying his eating habits, and he feels ready to take the next step with regards to working out. He has a full-time job during the week and two children in middle school who have after-school and evening activities, so he's not sure how best to fit it in. He also wants to know what's the right amount and type of exercise he can do. How can we best advise Sam today? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Jillian Joseph, instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and adjunct faculty in the Department of PA Studies at MCPHS University, both in Worcester, Massachusetts. Hi, Jillian. Good morning, Frank. Thanks so much for being here. So. Um, Sam wants to start exercising. I think that's great. Maybe just take a second or two to remind us what are some of the benefits of regular exercise? Absolutely. So most people know, I think, that regular exercise helps keep them healthy. And a lot of people think that that means you have to exercise regularly for years and years to get that benefit. This is partially true, right? We know that regular physical activity lowers your mortality, reduces your risk for cancers, reduces risks for age-related falls, and helps keep your body at a healthy weight. But there are more immediate benefits as well, like improved mood or decreased anxiety, better sleep, better cognitive function or focus, and reduce stress. Uh, As I'm recovering from my knee replacement, I really miss exercising every day besides the stretching that I'm doing, and I really think it has an impact on my mood as well. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, yeah. What are the current guidelines in the U.S. regarding physical activity for adults? Yeah, so the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services published their most recent physical activity guidelines in 2018, and they haven't changed in the last four years. The intended audience, really, for these guidelines is policymakers and health professionals, but they do have a lot of great patient-facing infographics, other resources available to help patients understand the recommendations. So the current recommendations are for adults to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate physical activity activity, or at least 75 minutes of vigorous activity per week. So what does this mean, moderate or vigorous? The definitions uh, we can use are in relation to METs, or metabolic equivalents of a task. So one MET is the rate of energy we use up sitting at rest. So moderate activity means expending anywhere from three to less than six METs. And some examples of that include brisk walking at like three to four miles per hour, playing doubles tennis, or doing yard work. Anything that's going to cause you to really breathe heavily, but you can still carry on a conversation. Vigorous activity is anything over six METs, and so that includes stuff like you might expect, like jogging or running, carrying heavy loads, shoveling snow, or intense fitness classes. Yeah, I think of, of getting over six METs is when you can't have a conversation. You're, you're panting pretty heavily. Exactly. Um, what kind of physical activity counts towards this goal and how can we help people get there? 
Mm-hmm. The guidelines say that any activity is great, but should include aerobic activity, so something to get your heart pumping, as well as muscle and bone strengthening activities. And so the recommendation for adults is to have muscle strengthening activities for all major muscle groups at least twice a week. We can't forget about the importance of working on balance and flexibility also, because especially as we age, it's so important to help reduce the risk of falls. So some people prefer to spread it out over the week, right? Like maybe doing 30 minutes five days a week or 45 minutes to an hour, three to four days a week. But that's difficult and schedules are hard. When you have a job and kids and life, it's hard to find time to do really anything, it seems like. So you have to make it a priority and schedule it as part of your day, just like you would schedule any other meeting or event. In the patient-facing guide from Move Your Way campaign from um, Health and Human Services, they're clear that really anything counts as exercise, like even stuff you have to do anyway, like walking your dog, and things that don't feel like exercise, like gardening or dancing. So in this way, some people get all their exercise minutes on the weekend or on days off from work when they're making time for other activities in their life. You know, I I think um, Sam's a pretty busy guy. He's got his full-time job. He's got his two kids. He's got their extracurricular activities. He's got all the other things that go along with being an adult in the world. Um, How are we going to help him? Does, Does he have to try to sneak in five days a week or what are his other options? Yeah, it seems like most would recommend spreading out the activity. And this might be more beneficial depending on your schedule or your goals, right? So for example, if you're trying to really work on your body composition or build muscle, you're going to want to train more frequently so that you can target different muscle groups without overtraining or fatigue. But for people who are using activity for their overall health, like Sam, we can look at a recent publication from JAMA Internal Medicine for evidence around patterns of movement. So there was a nationwide prospective cohort study. They looked at about 350,000 adults who self-reported physical activity to the U.S. National Health Interview Study over the course of the years from 97 to 2013. The data were then linked to the National Death Index through the end of 2015. The participants were grouped based on their self-reported activity level, so inactive being less than 150 minutes per week and active being more than 150 minutes per week of moderate activity or more than 75 minutes per week of vigorous activity. And then the active group was further separated by the pattern. So those who are what we might call weekend warriors or people who get all their activity in the course of one to two days, or people who are regularly active, meaning they spread out their activity over three or more sessions per week. The, they also classified the activity by frequency, duration of the session, and intensity of the activity. So this is a great study because they followed the participants for about 10 and a half years. They found there were about 22,000 deaths within the participant group, and they were able to separate that out into about 4,000 from cardiovascular disease and 6,000 from cancers. So they looked at the weekend warriors and compared that group to the regularly active participants and found that all-cause and cause-specific mortality was similar for both groups, given the same amount of total moderate to vigorous physical activity. And both groups had lower all-cause and case-specific mortality rates than active individuals, excuse me, than inactive individuals. So 
however people can fit in their exercise makes a difference based on this study. As long as they're reaching the target of at least 150 minutes per week of moderate activity or 75 minutes per week of vigorous activity. So we can rest assured and tell Sam that he shouldn't stress out about trying to cram one more thing into his busy day, right? If he uses the weekends to get in his movement minutes, he'll still get the benefit of uh, the exercise in terms of long-term risk reduction for his health. I think this this study amplifies um, really an important message regarding how we help counsel patients. Patients feel frustrated. 150 hours, you know, 30 minutes, five days a week. That's that's just not, I can't fit that in. This helps us tell people, look, if you've got a little bit of time that you can put aside when you can, being vigorous about it and trying to get some in then is, is more than adequate. Jillian, great, great study. Thanks so much for discussing it today. Thank you. Practice pointer. People benefit from a decrease in all-cause and cause-specific mortality by achieving at least 150 minutes per week of moderate activity or at least 75 minutes per week of vigorous activity, whether they reach the goal in one to two days or over three or more sessions throughout the week. Join us next time when we talk about the risks of chronic proton pump inhibitors and how to prevent those risks from occurring. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out PrimeMed.com for additional CME content.